0: And um, Karen and I are obviously going to share together today when she arrives. We like to break it up sometimes. It's nice so you can just sit back and relax. If we could give everyone a coffee, we would. We'll just let the coffee fragrance roll in. Sausages and all sorts of good stuff, cholesterol. Cholesterol. Etc. Give someone a high five, just a nice big one this morning. That's pretty lame, but we'll take it. There's <laughs> some good ones down there. Anyway, hey, we, um, we want to share today um, for a little bit on family, on Kingdom family, and um, something that we've really Um, felt and encouraged and realised for us that the the more we can operate in kingdom family, the more we look like the body of Christ, the more we look like God's intended family. We're not a machine. We're not a manufacturing process. We're not a movement for the sake of just building a man's movement and monument. We're actually... Kingdom family, family from the heart of God. And so it's, it's one of those ancient things, isn't it? When you look at tribes, when you look at uh, civilizations gone past, family was a key part of culture. And yet in today's world, in today's society, the thing that the enemy has gone after most in the last 50, 80 years plus is family. Break down marriages, break down our our uh, gender, break down our identity, break down all sorts of aspects of family. And so God wants to bring about kingdom family and an awakening and a fresh awareness of kingdom family so we can get into his heartbeat and, and display here God's intent for us as his people. And so... Yeah, that's kind of where we're going to, we're just going to to and fro. Is that okay with you today? Yeah, awesome. Yeah.
1: We love you guys. We love you so much. And I just wanted to say that from my heart because we wake up on Sunday mornings and there's literally nowhere else we would want to be than here. And I mean that. Like we walk in the door and, and literally before there's like one or two steps in the door, there's someone there smiling with a hug. How are you? How have you been? I mean, we need that, don't we? <laughs> it is so special to actually be in a place where... We feel genuinely cared for and there is genuine love for one another. Not because we have to, (laughs) but because it's genuinely flowing from the heart for each person, for one another. That is special. That is like what Marty said, that's kingdom family from the heart of heaven. (laughs) Amen. Because there are places and seasons and time where I've walked into, you know, churches and places where it's all smiles and pats and how you going? Yes, I'm great. How are you? Yes, I'm really good. But you know what? What if you're not good? (laughs) What if you're genuinely not good? What if you're going through a hard time or a hard week? We need to be able to have a place where we can be genuinely loved on the mountaintop and in the valley, in the good times and in the hard times, where we feel that love and know that love from one another. That is kingdom family. That is the heart of heaven, a safe place, a home where we belong. And, and that for us is something that God really placed in our heart many years ago and in all of our hearts here for family and for kingdom family. And we feel so blessed and so grateful for each and every one of you, because like Suzanne said this morning, we are family here because of each and every one of you who are here. This is family. Family is family because we are here together. And there's there's a few things this morning we want to share on, and one of the things we want to just begin sharing on is why do we value kingdom family so much why have we really prioritized building family over building everything else There are many things that you can focus on in life. There are many things we could focus on, you know, in church culture. And there are many things that we do. We're grateful for God's presence, my goodness, His love, His grace, His healing. We are so grateful for every element of who He is and for what He freely pours out upon us. But why family? Well, for us, many years ago, we realized that if we were going to be in this for the long run, (laughs) if we were giving our heart and our soul and our strength and our time to God's church and his people, it's got to be a place that we actually love being. (laughs) It's got to be a place that is genuine and real. It's got to be a place that really reflects who Jesus really is. Jesus sat with people who were broken Jesus sat with people going through hard things. He wasn't the fancy man on a throne sitting in a little temple that was untouchable. He was real. And his heart has been for kingdom family from the beginning. Adam and Eve were created as son and daughter ...of the Father and we are sons and daughters and that is kingdom family. Kingdom family is so precious to the heart of heaven and that's why for us we keep speaking into this whole um, focus of family... and, ...and why do we choose family? Why do we choose family? I don't know about you but I know in my heart there's a longing to belong. There is a longing to be loved completely unconditionally on my good days, on my bad days, when I'm walking through victory and when I'm walking through real hard stuff, to be genuinely loved and to know that people have my back and are standing with me, believing in me, cheering me on and who are there to support me. That is something that is extremely precious in this world. Amen? It is very, very precious. And that's one of the reasons why Kingdom Family is so important for us here as, as a church community, as a church family.
0: The Bible talks about in the New Testament that we uh, have been adopted. And that word adopted is such a powerful word for us as believers. Because the thing about our adoption into the family of God is that it doesn't depend on who we are. It doesn't depend on our Goodness! It doesn't depend on our performance. Yeah. It doesn't depend on our bloodline. It doesn't depend on all of the different things, and whether we have influence, whether we're successful, whether we've been a, a, a worse sinner than everyone else, because because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, not yeah. just some. Yeah. And so, uh, one sin is as bad as a million sins. And so, we're all the same when it comes in the face of Jesus. But through Jesus, we are adopted into the family of God, into the Father's house, not because we're good enough, but because he's good enough. And that word adoption is such a powerful, powerful word. And it's one of those things that when we remember that it's not because of us, it's because of him, then it takes all the pressure off. You don't have to be good to be adopted into heaven. You don't have to be good to be adopted into His family. You just have to believe. It's the simplest thing of all time. It's the greatest message of all time. And so no matter where we're at today, it's one of those reminders that we are part of the family of God if we know Jesus. If you don't know Jesus today, you can be adopted into His family easily. You only believe. That's what the Bible says, believe in the Son of God, that he died and rose again, that wiped, wiped, wiped away our sin, and then we are adopted into his family. The other th- powerful thing about adoption is that once we're adopted, once we recognize we're adopted in the family, everything after that flows from inheritance. Everything after that flows from inheritance, not from what we do, but who we are who we are in Him. So rather than doing, doing, doing and trying to perform and please everyone, isn't it tiring trying to please everyone else, trying to carry everyone else's burden, trying to succeed, trying to outdo everyone else, trying to, you know, get more social media followers than anyone else you know? It's really, really tiring. And this world is, is running faster and louder and harder in that direction than ever before ever before. It's more, more, more. Do, do, do. B B B And all this stuff. You've got to have more. You've got to look better. You've got to have all this stuff. And it's a pressure cooker, but it's a deception of the enemy to take us out of being who we really are. Yeah. It's second best. And often the counterfeit runs really close to the real thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so sometimes we don't recognize it. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, that looks really good. That sounds really good. But it's counterfeit. Because it's really close. You know, I grew up wearing counterfeit Nike shoes. (laughs) You know, they weren't the real thing. My family couldn't afford it. They were poor pastors like we are. But, but, you know... But I remember getting some of these, I can't even remember what they were, but I, I, they were, they were try-hard shoes, you know, they weren't the real thing. And I was admiring some of the, you know, next-gen yeah. shoes this morning. I'm like, wow, I remember wishing I had those kind of shoes yeah. when I was at school, but they weren't the real thing. And, uh, but they kind of look like the real thing. But I'm telling you, when you've had the real thing, second best is not good enough anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Performing for acceptance is counterfeit love it's not genuine. It's not genuine. The only genuine love that we can have here on this earth comes from the Father. That is the only real acceptance we can have. Everything else, everything else falls short of that. We can have love, we can have intimacy, and that's God's design because it comes from Him. Anything outside of that isn't His design. But he's designed it so that we can partake here on earth a little piece of heaven yeah. through family. And kingdom family, church being in this community is a little reflection of heaven. Now I know you might turn around and go, wow, if that's what heaven's like, I don't want to be there, but but we are just a little piece. We're the body of Christ. We get it wrong, we're not perfect. We don't know how to do things sometimes. Sometimes we get it right. Sometimes we don't. But ultimately, we're a little piece of God's body, of his body. And it's one of those things that when we realize that, when we reflect on that, we realize that God is so much bigger than all this other stuff. He's so much bigger than the machine. The world is just pumping at us all the time. The media, the news, and this system, it it can drive you crazy, can't it? So we've got to still ourselves and realize that it's be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that He is God. He is in control. And when we do that, we change our mindset and we realize that that adoption is a powerful, powerful thing.
1: Amen. (laughs) I think um, for us, one one thing for me personally that I love about family and that I love that we have here is that in family, you can... Stick your jammies on, you can stick your slippers on, you can literally walk around with your morning face on and, you know, you can just jump out of bed and you're loved exactly the same as when you've actually put in effort to, to do all the bits and pieces. Like that love in family is always there. And one thing I've realised in the ups and downs of life and of everything that we go through is that at the end of the day, family is always family. And family is always there for each other. Even if we don't feel like it and even if we're going through a rough patch, we're still going to be there for each other at the end of the day. And that's what kingdom family is. And we, we have that saying of family loving family and we fight for each other and not with each other. And we believe the best in each other. We cheer each other on. We champion one another. I believe that we are living in a day and we are coming into an age where we are going to see people looking for something genuine and something real, for a place where they're fully accepted for who they are and fully loved for who they are. And that's what Kingdom Family is. And I really believe that we are going to start seeing family emerge more and more in the coming days and years and even decades as a, a very important part of, of our lives and of kingdom and of church, as God's heart for his church, for his people it's, it's really significant, I believe, when we can just be ourselves. In family, you don't have to wear a mask, right? You don't have to do anything. You don't have to perform. You don't have to be anything. You don't have to be perfect and great and have it all together. You can be real in family. And that is something that we need to grow in more and more as Kingdom Family because Kingdom family and this place here and the body of Christ needs to be a place where grace is overflowing in abundance. Love and kindness and goodness, where we recognize that we all go through hard stuff. We all make mistakes, big and small and in between. And we all have brokenness in different parts of who we are. We are all doing our best. But to have a, a safe place, To have kingdom family, where you're loved unconditionally, where you are believed in, supported, cheered on, where you have people praying for you and loving on you through the good times and the hard, that is something very, very precious. And I believe in in all of our families individually, but in here as well, that grace is going to be such a big part of who we are and, and who God is, you know, bringing into us we need grace, we need love, we need hope, we need joy, we need peace. And, and I know personally when I've been going through a hard time and someone messages me and says, I'm praying for you, I'm with you and I'm here for you if you need anything, it does something in my heart, it does something in my spirit, something shifts because that's the power of, of heaven, that's the power of kingdom family and Jesus is the heart of that and, and he was humble. He was a humble king and he washed the feet of his disciples and he came and he sat with the prostitutes and the drunkards and and those who were outcast of society. They're the ones he came for. Jesus said, you know, a doctor doesn't come for the healthy, he comes for the sick And he said, I have not come to condemn the world, but to save the world. And I don't know about you, but the world is trying to twist the message of who Jesus is and of who he really was and who he is today and and who his body is. He is full of love and full of grace Oh my goodness, you read the scriptures for a few minutes and you will see a kind of love that is not in this world apart from him. A kind of grace, a kind of hope. He believed in those who didn't believe in himself. He believed in those who, who really didn't feel like that they had anything left. This is Jesus. He came as the firstborn among many. He came to lead the way. And we're so grateful to have family. We're so grateful to have community. We're so grateful to have people who love being together, who genuinely love one another, who genuinely cheer one another on, on our good days and our hard days as family. That's family. And family, kingdom family is a place where we create a safe place for growth and for healing, for transformation, for for God to do in us what he needs to do in us place that is completely safe. That's powerful.
0: Yeah, one of the things that we've realized over the years is that everything flows from within. Everything flows from within. Everything collectively that we are as a church all then flows down individually as to who you are and who we are right in here. And the Bible says in Luke 6.45, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. An evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. And one of the things that we've realized, particularly in the last you know 7 to 10 years as we've looked at spirit soul and body we've looked at our our natural health our spiritual health our souls our our heart's condition our forgiveness and our judgments and and the holistic person of who we are in our spirit soul and body because it's easy just to to get one of those right it's not easy to get all three right and so as we look at the holistic person of who we are uh, individually who we, who what makes us be who we are. We then go within and we look deep within and what's in our heart. And it's so important as we go further into this journey, as we ask the Lord to uh, continue to, to stretch us and grow us and grow healthy community, is that we start within. We start within. What is stored up within me? What is stored up? What is my thought life? What am I dwelling on? Am I harboring stuff that I should be letting go? Because when we harbor that stuff, it chains us. It doesn't change other people. It just chains us. It restricts us. And so by looking within, and it's something that Karen and I do all the time, and we keep reminding each other, if if we've got baggage, we gracefully, as gracefully as we possibly can, remind each other, maybe that needs addressing, maybe that needs dealing with. We've given each other permission, um, and I'm not as good at handling it as she is. Karen is very quick to address issues and take it to the Lord and work through forgiveness. Um, Maybe but it's
1: because I need it more. I don't know. <laughs> us blokes,
0: typically, we, we can feel like it's a shot being fired over the bow if something has, is mentioned about, you know, that perhaps we should address. Am I the only guy in the room who has that issue or? Yeah, apparently I am. Um, that's okay. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ladies can answer. We get very defensive, don't we? It's like, ooh, okay, that's prickly, that's prickly, that's hurting, that's hurting. But if we can get through the hurt, if we can get through the stuff, we can actually get into the issues of the heart. And when we are big enough to get into the issues of the heart and actually take them to the cross, realize that we all need forgiveness. We all need forgiveness. Amen. All of us, everyone in the room. Yeah. Has, fallen, has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And we need Him as our Savior every day. Yeah. Every day we need yeah. to take things to the cross. Yeah. We we were mentored recently by some people in the U.S. For, for heart healing and leadership training and things like that. And one of the things that uh, Steve said to us is that every single morning he wakes up and says, Lord, who do I need to forgive today? Yeah. Who do I need to forgive today? Yeah. That's how when we distill it down and we look internally, and we're willing to take on to become a healthy heart, a healthy person, we will take full responsibility for our own baggage, not push it on everyone else. We'll take full responsibility for our own bitterness, our own judgments, our own criticism, our own negativity, or our own insecurities, anxieties, fears, or whatever they might be. We'll take full responsibility and say, Lord, let's deal with this stuff. Let's deal with it today, because it flows, whether we know it or not, Whether it flows out of us and people around us can sense our atmosphere, sense our spirit of what we carry. And so it's so key to live in kingdom family is to have a healthy, healthy heart. Yeah,
1: One thing we um, remind each other of a lot, and I know we share this regularly too, is that healed hearts heal other hearts hurting hearts hurt like if we've got pain inside of us that pain comes out right and it often comes out on the people we love the most something will happen as random as it is it could be the most random thing in the world And it will trigger something in us and then we react out of that and it hurts the people we love. That's one of the reasons why for us, you know, really allowing God to heal our hearts is so important. Because I don't know about you, but I want the people around me who I love to actually feel loved. I want them to feel as absolutely amazing as they really are and I want them to to know that and experience that in their lives and if my pain and if my undealt with hurt is getting triggered each time something happens if I don't know whatever it is if someone has left their socks and their shoes around the place if the dog has messed something up or it can be the most random things that trigger us right and often it's got nothing to do with what's inside it triggers something and then it comes out and we know personally in marriage and in family but then also in big family that if we don't take responsibility for our own stuff then our stuff comes out on the people around us and it is on the people that we love and that we care for and we really don't mean that to happen, right? Like I... I I don't know if I'm the only mom in the room, but I'm guessing that I'm not. But there are times where I have let loose, and then I stop, and I'm like, "Oh my goodness, <laughs> did I really just unleash all of that frustration on my gorgeous kids?" and and then the guilt sets in, and then the shame, and it's like, "Oh," and it can be that cycle. So for us personally, and and we know in our church family here that talking about you know heart healing and going on that journey of the heart is a is something that we've created space for and that we love and that we honor, um, it takes a lot of courage to actually let God heal the heart, by the way. It can be a lot easier just to stick up a wall and put on a mask and I'm fine, everything's fine, I'm fine until I'm triggered and then I spill out. And and But it takes courage to actually go, I need to deal with this. I'm not okay. There's stuff triggering me and that's okay. I am in good company. There is no one on the planet that does not get triggered and that has not been hurt. So we are not alone. But it takes courage to actually let God into those places to heal that. And it takes humility. But God honors the humble. He lifts up the humble in heart. You know, we all know how the Bible says that pride comes before the fall and God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Be humble and the Lord will lift you up in due time. He loves the humble in heart. It takes humility to go, do you know what? I'm going to let God deal in my heart. And, you know, it's humbling to have people who love you say to you, by the way, I think, I think you need to deal with some stuff. We give our kids permission to say that to us in our family. We give them permission. And, and, you know, they say to us, Mom and Dad, we think you need help. (laughs) We think you've got some triggers going on. You need therapy, Mom. You need therapy, Dad. (laughs) Go talk to someone. And do you know what? We really appreciate it. We really appreciate it. Because if they can't be honest with us, who's going to be honest with us? If we can't take feedback from those who are closest to us and who we know love us with our faults and our strengths and our weaknesses and all, if we can't take their feedback, we're, we're, you know, how are we going to take feedback from others in our lives? So, so we did a, a healing week recently. We did a week. I did one week first and then Marty did another week with this lovely couple in the US and, and, you know, and it was a week of saying, here I am, God, here's my stuff, highlight whatever you need to highlight because there is stuff coming to the surface in my heart and I don't know what to do with it. It's triggering and it's there and it hurts. And I don't want to carry it anymore. This is the beauty of Jesus. This is the beauty of the cross. Because you see, there's so many self-help books out there. You can look on social media and you can find 10 ways to have a healthy relationship, 10 ways to succeed, 10 ways to feel fabulous about yourself. Let me tell you, they are all temporary and they will all fade without Jesus. Because true freedom comes from Jesus. True healing comes from Jesus. Do you know why? because he has already paid for my sin. He has already released healing through his stripes on the cross for my pain. He has already carried everything that I'm carrying, everything that I'm carrying, everything that's weighing me down, everything that's triggering me. He's paid for in full. Your freedom has been paid for in full. Your healing has been paid for in full. He is the healer. He's not just another self-help manual or five steps to freedom or or go and buy a new book or let's do a detox and a fast and a cleanse and a something to make ourselves better. He is the healer and he comes to set us free. He has not come to condemn the world but to save. He came to the broken. He came literally it's each and every one of us. <laughs> we might have seasons where we feel like we've got it all together and then we have seasons we're like, yeah, I really don't. <laughs> He is the one who's carried it all on the cross. When we come to him, when we open our heart to him, we can be guaranteed that we'll find love, we'll find grace, we'll find acceptance, we'll find healing, we'll find everything joy peace goodness and and the thing that we've realized in our lives is that when we humble ourselves and say okay Jesus come into my heart and do what you want to do come and heal me come and take this brokenness inside of me that's getting triggered by stuff he not only brings that healing and that peace but he actually replaces it with something far greater you will experience the greatest level of freedom in the areas that you bring before the lord and allow him to speak into and bring healing in your life. And then God will use that to release healing in others around you. You watch. You watch and see. You know, we get scared of what's in us because we see who we really are. And we can feel ashamed of the things that we carry and the pain that we carry, the mistakes that we've made. But God isn't scared. He's not scared of my pain. He's not scared of your shame. He's not scared of any of it because he knows it. (laughs) He knows every detail of our lives and he knew every detail of our lives before he sent Jesus to die on the cross. He knew we'd fall. He knew we'd fail. He knew we'd be broken. He knew we'd carry pain and shame and all the rest. And the reason why he sent Jesus is because he knew we couldn't fix ourselves. We don't have to try and fix ourselves. We don't have to try and have it all together. We just need a Savior who has already completely paid for our freedom and our healing. This is the beauty of Jesus. Oh, freely, freely given. He pours His love. He pours out healing. He, pours, he gives everything. And what does He ask of us? He says, Come. Freely, freely I've given. Freely, freely He says, Come. All who are thirsty, come. All who are broken, come. All who are weary, come, come to me, because my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. And you see, we carry heavy burdens a lot of the time. And what does he say? He doesn't say you have to jump through 10 hoops. He doesn't say you have to fast and pray and get up every. He doesn't say, and he just says, "Come, come. That's who He is. It's the beauty of Jesus. He says, come and just bring me your brokenness, bring me your mess, bring me what you're going through and let me exchange it for my love. Let me exchange it for my healing. Let me love you back to life. So we're very aware in our lives of how important this is because healed hearts are healthy hearts. Healthy hearts create healthy relationships. Healthy relationships is where a, a healthy marriage comes from a healthy family, and then healthy families create healthy communities. But like Marty said, it all starts here. It starts here. It starts, here. It starts here. It starts with me. And when we start to realise and, and take responsibility for our hearts and our own lives, we can look around and see the people around us who might have things that they're working on also, and guess what we have for them? Grace and love and kindness Because we realize we need grace and love and kindness. I need it. I need it. Jesus knows I do. I need his grace. I need his love. I need his healing and his forgiveness. I need him. I do. I do not have it all together. (laughs) I don't think I ever will. And I'm glad for that because Jesus, I need Jesus. And if I don't need him, why did he come? Why did he die on the cross if I've got it all together? We need him. And we need one another. And we need Kingdom Family to have this safe place. To let God do in us what he wants to do in us and to release that same love and healing on and grace on and in each other. So it's just such a precious gift. It's such a precious
0: gift. Yeah. So why don't we stand? We're gonna we're gonna pray and just bless family today. And um Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. And we've got to be alert and awake to what God wants to do, also aware of what the enemy's doing. The enemy is using fear to cause mass anxiety on the human race right now. I mean, what are they going to come up with next? you know what I mean? It's like there's so many things, and, and now we've got to fear things that we don't even have to fear. And so there's so much fear and anxiety and confusion and depression spread across the earth that if we get dialed into that, we lose our faith. We lose our peace. We start to become divisive and confused and fearful about things that we shouldn't even know what they are. Like monkeypox. So I'm serious. It's crazy. It's crazy. And so... We, we need to be aware of the enemy's strategies, but more aware of God's peace yeah. and what flows from heaven and what flows from here. And so we want to pray blessing over our church family, over your families, over our families, and just release and decree God's best for us and His peace. So if you want that, just lift your hands. Maybe you've, you've been away from the Lord or you don't know Him, and this morning you want to connect with Jesus, then just do that as part of our prayer this morning and connect with Him, connect with the Father who loves us. So Lord, we just thank you this morning.
1: Yes, Lord. That
0: you are a good heavenly Father. Yes, you are. That you love us. Yes, you do. That you have showered so much grace upon us that we we did not deserve forgiveness. We did not deserve your grace. But you loved us anyway and sent Jesus to die for every sin, to wash us clean, that we may have freedom here on earth and eternal life. It is the greatest gift of all time. And so we honor you, Father, today. We honor you as our Father, the head of every family, the head of every church. And Lord, we thank you that your family heartbeat flows through us, flows through your blood into our blood, and that your security is found through Jesus. And so we release your blessing, your family blessing over this house today. We release your blessing. We release forgiveness. We release healing and wholeness and hope over every family. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Lord, we just thank you for your presence. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're here. We thank you that you're alive and you're real. We thank you, Lord, that you Mm. are moving among us right now. Mm. We thank you, Jesus, that you're walking. Mm. You're walking among us right here in this moment. Mm. And Holy Spirit, we just ask that you would touch every heart of every person, Mm. that you would touch every family right Mm. now. Lord, your love is so deep and so strong. It is so high and so wide. It reaches further than we could comprehend or understand. And your love for us is fierce. Your love for us is is so strong. Your love for us took us to the cross, Jesus. It took you to the cross. Your love for us is deeper than we could ever know or comprehend. And Father, I just ask in Jesus' precious name that you would pour your love upon each and every person here this morning by your Spirit. I ask, Lord, that you would wrap every person in your goodness and in your grace and in your love. And Father, we just thank you for the privilege of being sons and daughters we thank you that we are no longer slaves we are no longer orphans that we are your sons and your daughters love deeply and dearly and you give everything to us because you love us you are the perfect father and we are so grateful to be yours and father we release your blessing upon every family here this morning we release your breakthrough upon every family here this morning father We ask that you would release signs, wonders and miracles, Lord, that you would release incredible things upon family here this morning, Father, that you would touch every marriage, that you would touch every heart, that you would touch every home. Father, we thank you for your healing power in Jesus' name. And, Father, we thank you that it is your great joy and delight to fill us with all that you are, to exchange what we bring for your goodness and your joy and your grace and your freedom. And, Father, we just breathe in your presence here this morning. We breathe in your grace. We breathe in your kindness and your mercy. Oh, we thank you, Lord thank you for your faithfulness that never ends. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the world may be changing around us, but you are our constant, the rock on which we stand. You never change. Your love for us never changes. And we breathe you in this morning, Lord. Yeah. While we're here this morning, we just um, we just want to, from our family here, we would just love to extend and, and bless and pray for the Steele family this morning, and um, is it all right if we can just pray for you, just stay where you are? We would just love to, to pray for you, John, and, and your whole family this morning. As a family, can we just reach our hands this morning and just together, stand together and pray? Because this is... This is family right here. And Father, we just, we just thank you for John and Chris and their beautiful family. And Father, we just lift them up to you this morning. We lift up John and we lift up the whole family this morning. And Father, we just ask that by your spirit that you would wrap them in your incredible peace and love right now. Father, we thank you that you are with them. And Father, we ask for your tangible love to surround them, to fill their hearts, their minds, their homes, every step that they take, every thought that they think, every decision that they are making right now. We ask that you saturate and drench them in heaven. We ask, Lord, for heaven to come down upon their family. We ask for heaven to surround them right now in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we ask for your angels to be with them. We ask for your ministering angels to minister to them in Jesus' name. And Father, I pray that you would be with them in the deepest places of their hearts right now. Father, we thank you for Chris. We love her deeply. She will continue to be an incredible blessing in our lives and in this family and in this house. And we can see her smile right now and that glisten of joy in her eyes, and that heart that was so big and just loved completely and unconditionally and so generously. And Lord, we thank you that she is delighting your heart and blessing all of heaven with who she is right now. And we thank you for the precious gift of her life, for John and for the family and for each and every one of us. And, Lord, we stand together as family this morning, and we just thank you. We thank you for your heart. We thank you for what you're doing. And we just receive your your healing and your love and your presence in Jesus' name. Jesus' name.